In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Morning, Cleveland. We're here to talk about linebackers, so we had to drag Jack right out of. I mean, he was just in a mode today. I actually think he like canceled the credit card. He was fearful that his money was going to get spent on this position. He has just been in ultra conservation mode all day. I said, Jack, we're talking linebackers today. He instantly went frugal. Jack, how are you, buddy? We're here to talk about your favorite position. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, take some money and uh, save it for the next two shows, which are the defensive backs. So, uh, yeah, just cheap, 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 cheap. But, Jack, how is it they're so cheap when we have so many good ones? Hey, uh, to be honest, and uh, this is one that I would love to get in the building and work out. Is it Joe Woods? Is it the position Has coach? Has to be because Joe Woods. You don't know out the two who is doing a great job because all we hear is praise out of Bill Callahan, and the praise goes to Bill Callahan because the line, uh, the O line room works. Is is it the question that we also see it from the, the linebacker room? And does that should that go to the position coach? Should it go to the DC? Because we have seen the same level of achieving above what is expected, and obviously the expectations for the O line is higher than what we see for the. Uh, linebacker room but I'm, I'm I'd just be interested to know how that uh shakes out at the end of the day it I think it's a combination you know when we we obviously give a lot of credit to Bill Callahan there's also a lot of others right you have run game coordinators in there Alex Van Pelt is also very, very well known in terms of how he designs run plays you know, so Bill Callahan, a lot of times will design even the defensive front. So a lot of times people forget that just because he's the offensive line coach doesn't mean that he doesn't help on the other side on the defensive line. The linebackers, a lot of times help with the run game coordinators, right? The cornerback coaches, a lot of times help in the passing game. There's a lot of flipping and flopping between the coaches in terms of helping their counterparts on the other side. Because if I'm a wide receivers coach, you don't think that him and Jeff Howard are like, Chad O'Shea going, all right, if my receiver is going to do this, this is how you take this away. Like there's a lot of sharing of information. So to that point, I think with the linebackers, you're talking about Callahan as well saying, well, Hey, if my offensive linemen are doing this, I think we need to give maybe some of the credit in that linebacker room to the offensive staff as well as the defensive staff. But I think that does go to show one of Joe Woods' qualities is he's able to create communication. We talk a lot of times in corporate America and different worlds, communication between departments, well, a good team will have communication between the position rooms. And I think that the linebacker group being performing the way it's performing probably shows that where the good communication is, because you're probably getting some very, very, very good coaching in that room from, uh, we can't not mention Jason Tarver as well, who's the linebackers coach. So let's jump into the players within the position. Cause we'll look at the position before we look at free agency and what happens next. So We'll just touch on the first one, Joe Kay. He's here long-term. He's one of the two linebackers. We play dime, which means two linebackers. He's one of them. Um, long-term, uh, two years after this, we won't go down that rabbit hole today, but right. I'm not convinced he gets a massive deal because $17.5 a, a year? Woohoo! Scary. 
Yeah, and that's obviously a show that's going to be very touchy. You you went through those Nick Chubb wars and the Sashi wars. We may be having lined up here in the future the JOK wars because, to your point, what he's going to demand. And I think the interesting player to watch in this case, he's in a similar bind. Isaiah Simmons from the Cardinals, right? He doesn't quite have that position, but he can make a play. He's a year older than JOK with a former first-round pick. So they're actually going to probably be making the decision on his fifth year option this year. So that's a player to watch in terms of where that JOK market's going to go. The other one is that Zayvon Collins guy at Arizona as well. Yeah. And then it's probably the two best comps there. The other guy to keep an eye on is Roquan Smith, who could just continue to push the linebacker market higher and higher. Which he's means a true linebacker. Money. But he's there's a more true demand linebacker. of money. If, if the Correct. market continues to go up, it just allows for a higher the question I would have is it's like, all right, you're not a true linebacker. You play more of a safety role, right? You're on that will star, whatever you want to call it. They may try to start tapping into some of the comps in safety, not named Jamal Adams. Cause he screwed that market up because yeah. he's not playing anywhere near with what his deal was. So then we get into three guys. I'm going to, I'm going to throw them all together because they're all pending free agents. So we've got Anthony Walker, Dion Jones, tacky tacky. Obviously, the other two are more stereotypical veteran uh, Mikes, whereas Tacky Tacky wants to play a bit of Mikes. He's played a little bit, um, but he's also a Sam. He's played well. He's a he's a do-it-all kind of guy. He's your uh, lunch pail over the shoulder, go to work, deliver. Very sort of, not Nick Chubb quality, but he, you get that vibe from it. You don't hear him gobbing off or anything. He's asked to do lots of work, and he just gets on with it. Really all part of the special teams as well yeah i mean when he came out they talked high about him he it's taken we've seen flashes you know we see a tackle we see a missed tackle so yeah i mean he's just one of those guys that does his job nothing sexy he's a guy you can keep in your in your program so to say for quite a few years you're never going to break the bank on him and you're always going to be able to rely on him i don't i don't see yeah absolutely so those three guys if you could bring one back who are you bringing back between Walker, Walker Jones and Taki Taki. Yeah. If, if, if injuries obviously weren't a case, I'd probably say Walker, but in this case, I would probably say Taki Taki only because I know what I'm going to get. Deion Jones. I've only seen him play obviously one and a half games and Walker's coming just off a pretty serious injury. Obviously I would look to bring, I'd have all of them back. Honestly, at this point, I don't see the downside of it. Now Jones isn't coming back on the contract. Right. So we're going to have to redo that. But in terms of having them in the locker room, I mean, the fact that Anthony Walker is around so much, he's at practice, he's after games. I mean, it just shows you how invested he is in that leadership role. So when you got guys, you know, popping off in the locker room about leadership, well, that's a guy right there is not only proving, you know, on the field, but off the field, how he is a leader. So I, I wouldn't want to take that out of the locker room. I just would worry about that injury. Yeah. And the injury is the big question. And if, the Browns are right. They're going to be worried about the injury, but I so think the rest of the league. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's one where Anthony Walker's stock takes a hit for a year. And he was, they were kind of getting a steal. They got him at 4 million. He's now at 5 million. And how he was playing, we were saying, talking, Hey, he's going to want 8 million plus probably. Um, had he continued without the injury. And then that probably prices him out of being a, a Brown next year. But we're sat here with the other direction of, it could easily be down to like three and a half, three, because if teams are scared of the injury, 
the Browns might go, hey, we'll give you three. We'll put incentives to get it back to five, but we don't know what you're going to be at. So we want to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, I'll, I'll sign that deal. And Very Jack Conklin-like, you know, how they did with him. Yeah, give him the chance to earn the money because you don't want to take away the ceiling for the player, but you want to protect the team as well. And if you do something like that, it almost gives you the opportunity, that that's a one-year deal, to go, hey, do we do a one, two-year deal with Taki Taki? And you need the protection because if you ever get an injury threatened player, we spoke about it with Clowney a couple of shows ago, you want some sort of security. And that necessarily could be your security if you go and, hey, we'll bring back both. We'll go three with the option of making five for Walker. And then we'll go, hey, 15 million over three for Taki Taki. Let's set this up nicely as sort of two deals. More than I'd like to pay at linebacker, but it gives you the option. Yeah, the nice part is, to your point, it's more than you'd probably want to pay, but you could pay it because you're not breaking the bank, so to say. Not breaking the bank, you're still getting productivity out of it. And as long as you're putting out, you know, top five, top seven production in terms of linebacker rooms across the NFL, you can justify spending a little bit more because you don't have a Roquan Smith or one of these guys making $20 million. Yeah, and it's when you go, let's take the money out of the backup quarterback. Let's take the money out of the... um paying Kareem Hunt, for instance, you start going, actually, let's pay that $5 million to a st- another starting linebacker, a last show to a starting defensive tackle. We're putting that money in a position where dudes are going to see the field a lot more often than either of those guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do think, though, in terms of this linebacker room and what we can expect over the years is, Jack, they're never going to use day one. I mean, I just can't see it. You're talking now, I think JOK was a little bit of the, maybe the exception to the rule, how they're going to go about it, because this is a guy I don't think they predicted was going to be there. I think he gave them a nice utility in terms of the defense that they want. So it's one of those things where the fit just kind of matched what the the draft did. So in the, in moving forward at Jack day two, day three picks, I mean, you're just going to bring in these, these late, you know, third round pick second, you know, maybe if there's a guy like there has to be a guy if you're talking. Um, but I would see four, fifth, sixth, seventh round guys coming in there. I mean, look what Jordan Kunazic's been able to do in his limited role coming off the street, you know, and Jacob Phillips, I think he's, he's on a position where special teams is where he's going to have to revive his career. You know, injuries obviously been a plague and this is a third round pick they use on him, but that's, I kind of see where they're going to go. Free agents, guys that played in system that are looking to come in and play a role like Anthony Walker. But I think this room is just going to be steady Eddie. That's kind of the best description I think we have for it. And I think it's the room that we want, you know, yesterday we were talking about defensive tackles. This is where we want that defensive tackle room to get to. Yeah. And I think touching on sort of the rest of the room, you've got Phillips and Fields that will be back for camp. Does that mean they're here long-term? No, because no one's got any guarantees in that position. Kunasik just seems like he will be back for camp. They'll bring him in. Um, it's a body. He's been reliable. He's played snaps as well as special teams. So if you brought back Walker and Taki Taki, you've got Joe K, Walker, Taki Taki, Phillips, Fields, Kunasik. Well, you've got six there. And then I think they would still go out and draft someone on day three, probably around sort of five, six, seven. Now you've got seven guys, which is where you want to be going into camp. You ideally want eight eight guys that could realistically be on the final roster. And you're sat there going, hey, there's going to be one injury. 
just happens. And we'll cut one guy out of, say, Fields, um, Phillips and um, Kunarsik, maybe the seventh round pick. Whoever's not playing the best, you're out. It gives them a really, really nice position where guys are battling and they'll just keep adding then draft picks into the future. Because if one of Fields, Kunarsik, this rookie pick steps up, then you're going, actually, we only need to re-sign one of Fields and um, Tacky Tacky and um, Walker. if They're both potentially one-year deals and you just keep cycling it over. Yeah. I, I mean, what are the chances Jacob Phillips is back? I mean... I, he's, I, he's year three. He'll be back for camp, and then yeah, I don't think he makes the final team. Yeah, because they I mean, bring them both back. The the thing that I didn't like doing it, but if they've they've still got this high opinion of him, if they only re-sign say Walker, and they let Tacky Tacky go, we're sat here going, well, he's back as Walker's backup, which would be disappointing. But they really like his speed, which I don't understand watching it. But who knows what they're up to? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's a position room I think we worried about going into many of the drafts, and a lot of the questions have been answered. So, you know, can you can you really complain at this point? Yeah, whatever it is, they'll get okay production. And people look at them and it's like, oh, they should make more tackles. It's The issue is the defensive tackles in front of them. Their issue isn't there. So lots of the blame that goes on the linebackers doesn't belong on the linebackers. You cannot expect those guys to wipe out like Derek Henry. It's just not how it works if he gets a clean run at them. So, yeah, you got to remember that's 230 pounds moving downhill. And that, I said that about that John Johnson play where Gus Edwards is coming through there. And it's like, guys, that play's done. Once they get through that front line, the second and third level that are within two yards of the line of scrimmage, you're not stopping them. I don't care who the linebacker is. Ray Lewis, about the only one I can think of that maybe head up in that hole is going to meet somebody. Just ask Richard Mendenhall when he broke his shoulder. But yeah, outside of that, these now these smaller guys that are a little bit more speedy, they're not going to do that. They're they're focused on those Lamar Jacksons getting sideline to sideline. And I think that's where a guy like Anthony Walker, and I think that's what they hope Jacob Phillips would be with that speed, but just hasn't 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 come to fruition yet. Yeah, so an interesting room that I don't think we'll spend loads on, but I think you're most likely looking at one of Tacky Tacky or Walker, but don't rule out both. I think Kunasik's back for camp. And then, uh, yeah, add another draft pick there. Fields is just so weird because he looked really good in the preseason, didn't play any linebacker last year. And then Kunasik's getting snaps ahead of him. Doesn't look good for his future with the team um, because it's not like he's a massive star on special teams either. So uh, he is very much on the bubble next year. Yeah, but who knows? And this is what being in the meeting rooms helps, which we don't have access to. So maybe there's something Fields does that they have pictured for him long term because like i said we call them jok light well when when it's time for jok to get that 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 bread or that that bag as they say who knows maybe that's what their idea is yeah but no in another position room we'll jump into the dbs tomorrow starting with corners and then we'll do safety finish off. go browns go browns